0: And welcome to Dallas Hoops Fan Cast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Martin. Hey, guys. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Sydney Myers. You can also listen to new episodes and read exclusive articles at DallasHoopsCast.com, where you can also read the latest breaking headlines about the Mavs and start shopping for Mavs gear and tickets. you You know what okay so this game was tough (laughs) um (laughs) it was a
1: weird game like we won and it feels awesome that we won but it was just a strange game does it i mean we're not we're gonna look back (laughs) yeah at the record we're not gonna remember this one game against orlando where we only won by one at home like what kind of people have we become now the Mavs start the season four and two and now when they win they're five it's and not, two yeah but I mean like <laughs> and in this game they win it wasn't good Still enough wasn't good enough. it's like what do you expect you know these are yeah. games they were losing the last three years
0: that is true Luca was getting MVP chance I mean yeah. what are we really complaining yes, about you know. other than you know it everything. was just a
1: strange game like the yeah. the magic I was like I was getting annoyed by them like just roll over and die. But you I suck. wasn't even
0: bothered by them cuz they weren't it's not like they played exceptionally yeah, they well just, aside kept, from Jonathan Isaac but, but they
1: kept fighting and it's well, like you know. it's over. Okay, your season's <laughs> over. Why are you fighting? Just let it go. Uh, yeah. But they just had to keep on fighting. <laughs> And we're like... And then, man, oh, if they lost this game... Oh, my... And it was close. The, yeah. We might even close. be on the radio for five minutes. Mass uh, talk might as, be on the radio. Uh, uh, as, you can just talk over me. It's okay.
0: <laughs> were you saying something? No, I wasn't. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, it was close because um, as as Vucic, um, Vucic. <laughs> as, as, uh As Derek Harper called him, because <laughs> Vucic got a wide-open three, and it almost went in. And they actually had time for a tip-in if somebody had you know gotten that, but... Um, yeah, it's a one point win. And I guess in the end, I mean, it doesn't matter. But at the same no. time, does it matter? No, no.
1: <laughs> like, let's not turn, try to make a narrative out of nothing here. I mean, you're not going to blow out every team like the Cavs. Yeah. Um, sometimes your wins are going to be ugly. What is important is that you won those games, yeah. and the last couple of years, the Mavericks weren't winning those games. Yeah. There were some really terrible things about this game. The turnovers weren't good. Their defense, I mean, this is the first time the Magic have scored over yeah. 100 points. Granted, it's only 106, and in today's NBA, that's not, not a lot, a lot but, but still, it just shows something about the Mavericks' defense, yeah. 19th in the league. And they allow, like, one of the worst offensive teams to finally get over 100 points.
0: There was a point towards the end of the game where we realized they weren't going to get stops just ever. Yes. So we were like, just, just, just keep scoring. Yes. Okay, how about we just outscore them?
1: But, you know, the Magic have a lot of length and athleticism. And yeah. Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, for a while, they really bothered Luka. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Eventually, he's like, okay, I'm just going to take over. Yeah. And it didn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Isaac Vucevic, um, Aaron Gordon is a big guy. Al Farouk Amino, we know mm-hmm. him. And you know, Michael Carter Williams, even, is yeah, really for, long. For a guard, so, yeah. yeah, they have a lot of length and they played well defensively. And Aaron Gordon had 23 points, which I don't even remember that happening. I don't
1: remember him scoring a single shot. Yeah. And then I looked at the box score. It's he like, had 23. Oh, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Dontich finished with 27 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, Porzingis finished with 10 points, eight rebounds. We're going to talk about the Porzingis. Uh, Dwight Powell had 12 points, eight rebounds. The Mavs shot 43% overall, 35 on threes. The Magic shot 49% overall. So again, like the defense is a problem. But I mean, you know, like you said, it was an ugly win, but.
1: A win's a win. Yeah, we're, they got the win. In the next game, we're not even gonna remember.
0: And uh, thank goodness for JJ Berea because yes, yeah, he came in first minutes, first game of the season, and scored what like eleven it, out the of thirteen. Yeah,
1: because the Magic, I think, had had got taken the lead up to ten. Yeah, and then insert JJ and. Five seconds later, it's a yeah. tie game again.
0: Yeah. I think Carlisle was saving him like just for that <laughs> moment because it was at a point, you know, in the beginning of the game, the Magic had the lead and they would be up by four or seven or five or whatever. And you're like, yeah, whatever. It's the Magic. They suck. But then it started growing and you're like, okay, guys, we actually, we need to play here. And that's when he put Berea yeah. in.
1: I think it's been, Jalen started off strong on the season and mm-hmm. he's kind of tapered off. A little bit the last couple of games. He hasn't been playing very well. He's not making the same smart decisions. He's kind
0: of forcing it. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I don't even want to say forcing it. Just, I don't know. I guess forcing Well, there was it. one yeah. play
1: that uh, Derek Harper was talking about, Berea, how his patience opened yeah. up the alley-oop. The alley-oop yeah. And that's something Jalen's got to work on as a patient. Sometimes he'll come off a screen and it just, just pulls up. Yeah. And mid-range jumper, which is like the worst shot in the league. And he just hasn't been playing well the last couple of games, and I think Carwile was like, you know what, I'm going to give JJ Screw a shot. It. Yeah, and you know JJ's like, okay, sorry, Jalen, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take yeah. this spot back. Brunson so. was like, dang, dang it. it, yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's and we were talking about that exact play during the game because, like, right before that, Brunson, um, Porzingis had set a pick, and Brunson came right off of it and just took a shot. And if he had waited a couple of seconds and let that develop, it would have been either an alley-oop or at least just a, a dump-off or a dunk to Porzingis, mm-hmm. but instead he took a, a contested shot. Yeah. yeah, whereas it was just a few plays later when Berea came in, and like you said, his patience opened up an alley-oop for, for Powell. It was
1: nice to see him out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like he deserved— Did you cry inside? No, I did not cry inside. I you wanted do, to.
0: You do cry during no. emotional <laughs> things. Okay.
1: Okay. Why are you doing this to me? What I was just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're saying wrong things. You're in touch with your okay. emotions. Okay. Would stick to the Mavs. Okay, All sorry. right.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Berea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I mean, did it? Because you know, it's he's a veteran. He's one of the. Well, he's, he's the an last Mavs. He's the last yeah, guy from yeah. the championship team. And I didn't realize not only was this the first game of the season, but this was the first game since he tore his Achilles. Last yep. year. So yep. it was a big moment and he came up big for them. Um, that run I think was really important. And then Doncic eventually just took over. Yeah, and- he,
1: I think had like eight points or something at halftime. Yeah. And uh, starting in the third, he just took over. Basically what he started doing is his floater. Yeah. And his floater game was just on point in this game. It was going in every time, even when he was getting contact. He wasn't getting the call, but there was contact there. It was still mm-hmm. going in. So I think... When he was coming off the screen, instead of attacking all that length that Orlando yeah. had, he used the floater. Yeah. And, you know, that's really why he's going to be one of the best players in the league, if not already, because he has an, a complete a complete arsenal yeah. of offensive weapons that he can go to. So if you take away his three, or if his three's not falling like he did tonight, or you clog the paint, then he'll just go to a float game, and he's got an excellent floater.
0: Well, and he figures things out so quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah, he it, saw it, what was going yeah. on. Yeah. He figured things out during his rookie season, he adjusted part of his game. And now even in his sophomore year, he cha- he worked on things over the summer that where he figured things out. It's like, you know, some of these things, like Harden just developed a strong floater. You know, mostly he didn't really have to before, but he just now developed that. Whereas Luka, he figures things out so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps him to progress so much more rapidly than other players yeah
1: so it was uh, a good win the fact that you won the game yeah and it was an ugly game it was a defensive grind house but they won it i mean they they
0: easily could have crumbled and
1: well it was nice because the same reason why we lost against portland and against the lakers is we made poor decisions at the end of the game Or we didn't make free throws. Yeah, and insert the the last one, Seth Curry. Curry. Yeah, Yeah. we we he missed both of them, and I think a lot of that. Yeah, you know he played the first quarter, the first seven minutes, and and then then didn't play again, and then insert him back. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, you know, you just expect a guy, and that's that's one of the beefs I have with Carlisle. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Carlisle here later. Um, We'll stick with the win, Mavs win. They're five and two, tied with the Phoenix Suns.
0: So, yeah,
1: you know we are when uh, was the last time that was a good thing <laughs> probably 05 06. yeah
0: um so there are two th- did you want to talk more about curry or do you want to move on
1: that, that'll be part of the whole Carlisle okay. segment well
0: there, there are two things that we're going to talk about one is um dorian finney smith being in the starting lineup because that that confuses a lot of like there there are a lot of people that like dorian finney smith and then there's a lot of fans that don't it's like it's really split down the middle on that issue. And so um, we're going to talk about that and why Finney Smith keeps getting minutes and why he keeps starting. And then also something that that I've brought up a lot on Twitter and that I've seen other people bring up is Porzingis' involvement in the offense. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can just go ahead and start there since yeah. the game just ended and I mean, know, it was a, a story. The thing is,
1: there's too many times when he's just a decoy. Mm-hmm. He's just standing out there. And I get it because of his shooting ability, he spreads the floor and it really opens up the offense. And it's really hard to complain when you go into the game as the number 1 offense in the league and yet we're complaining that Porzingis isn't involved. Well, it's like maybe we yeah. shouldn't be concerned we have the number 1 offense. But there's got to be a way to be excellent at offense and incorporate I mean, how much better could you be when more of your shots or more of your plays go through? Porzingis yeah I just think there's too many times where instead of the two-man game with Luca and Porzingis it's Luca and Klipa or Luca and Dwight Powell and Porzingis is just kind of standing there waiting for something to happen and it never goes his way if for some reason the extra pass is made yeah for every other guy
0: but not Porzingis, but
1: Porzingis <laughs> when he's that last guy it's like oh. the player just decided that time and it's just chance it just didn't make that Probably. extra extra yeah. pass, but there's got to be a way to involve him. And I know the chemistry isn't quite there between Luca and Porzingis, but the only way to get that chemistry there is by playing that two man game, letting Porzingis set the pick for Luca. Do it over and over. You remember, you know, Dirk would sometimes set the screen over and Alice. over and over yeah. and over again until Monte got the angle that he needed. There's no reason why you can't do that with Luca and Porzingis. Eventually, Luca's going to get Porzingis involved on some of these pick and pops. Now, granted, did Porzingis play very well tonight? Probably not. You know, he was four for 14. Uh, To your point, you said that he is forcing a lot of his shots, right?
0: Yeah, so there's a few things that I think are happening, and I I don't think they all equal Carlisle being evil but (laughs) but but they are happening and I guess as the coach it's something that he should address so first of all they play the you know the four out offense where they have a ball handler in the middle and then they have shooters around the perimeter to just spread things out well Porzingis is a shooter so Mm -hmm. naturally he's one of those guys that's spread out and it's unfortunate because that means he's not really involved in the play. He's he's a shooter on on the wing or, you know, at the top of the key. And so it's just because of the offense they run, that's where he is in the play. Two, you talked about um, the how they do the pick and roll with Powell and why don't they do that with Porzingis. And again, the problem there is that Powell isn't a good shooter, so he mm-hmm. can't be the pick and pop. Like sometimes they'll run a double pick and roll with Porzingis, but he's the pop guy, whereas Powell rolls – you know, Powell can't shoot, so he can't be a pick-and-pop. He also can't be the four-out guy because, again, he can't shoot. So they're like, that's a problem, too, that, again, forces Porzingis to be the guy that's just out on the perimeter. Um, and then another thing I noticed is that he, like, the flow offense, I think, requires a lot of movement mm-hmm. off the ball, and he sometimes gets stuck in just— Watching. Yeah, he, he sets the pick— and then rolls or pops to a spot, and then that's it. And and the only other movement he'll get is like maybe trying to set another pick. And I don't know if that's just him not being familiar with the offense, or maybe that's the play. But yeah, I noticed that.
1: I would say that's probably a result of him not receiving quality coaching his whole time For, in yeah, New York. In years, New York, yeah. you know, the offense was he just had the ball, you yeah. give him the ball, let him go to work, and he's really good at that. But now he's actually has to run a system. Yeah. And uh, the system requires him to set screens, to move, to be patient. Because sometimes, some of these these times when he sets a, a screen, the offensive player just pulls up and just shoots it. And he's like, he really didn't even get a chance to, to get open. Yeah. Like, you don't even know how the play was going to develop because the player had shot it so so quickly.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and it's... You like, we're not the only ones that noticed that. Even Harper on the broadcast was saying, um, I think it was in the third quarter, he was saying that they, you know, need to find a way to get Porzingis involved because he wasn't really a part of the offense in the first half.
1: There was a stretch there, I think, in the second half where it was a good five minutes back and forth between the Mavs and Magic. I don't think Porzingis touched the ball once. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is our guards are too quick to just go, and Carlisle's offense is really guard yeah, I was oriented. Say, well, you
0: know, might be the offense yeah. too of just score.
1: But you got to find a way to get Porzingis involved. Yeah. He's not at the point in his career where he's going to be happy with being a, a screen decoy. Setter. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he doesn't want to be a decoy right now. He's not ten years into his career and he just is ring chasing. Yeah, he wants to have his own accomplishments too, and I think you should respect that as a team, as a coach. Yeah. You know, don't ask him to sacrifice his entire offensive game when he's 23 years old or 24 years old.
0: Well, and also he's really good too. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like I I tweeted during the last game, like why wouldn't you mm -hmm. want to run every single play through Porzingis when Luca isn't on the floor? Well, and
1: and I remember Dirk would go through stretches where he just wouldn't touch the game, touch the ball. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden at the end of the game, we needed a miracle out of him yeah and he this is obviously later in his career and he couldn't make the shot and it's like well what do you expect him to do yeah. yeah he hadn't shot the ball he hadn't been in the rhythm of the game he hadn't been involved and that's one of my biggest problems with Carlisle's offense is that if you're a big who's a shooter you're not really involved you're yeah. really out there to spread the floor so the real offense can happen, which the is the guards. The, the guard yeah. and then the uh the yeah. To Dwight Powell. And you know, well, and Porzingis is an underrated role man. He
0: can do he yes. can do the same things that yeah. Powell does. It's just I think and of course But Powell know,
1: can't do what Porzingis. Exactly. Does.
0: And I'm like, I'm not a basketball genius, so I might be wrong about this, but I think that's what it is. It's just that, yeah, Porzingis can't you could switch him in for Powell, but you can't switch Powell out for It Porzingis, takes the whole just, spacing yeah. away. Yeah, but at the same time, they run pick and rolls with Marjanovic uh, mm-hmm. with Boban whenever he's the only big out well, there.
1: You know, it's another thing Porzingis has to work on is his screen setting. Yeah, like he's not a very good screener.
0: Well, because but- he has a, a thinner mm-hmm. frame. Like even though he's big and muscular, his frame is kind of thin.
1: Well, and he's got to work better with the the ball handler because sometimes really, yeah. the ball handler just goes before he actually got in position yeah and Marjanovic is so big yeah and he he knows right where to go um so I I don't know like like I said it's it's hard to complain when you're five and two and you have the number one offense in the league you know pending today yeah and you know but it's
0: just it's just something that we notice mm -hmm. and and this is another thing that we wanted to I guess point out or say it's just like these are things that we notice about the game. And and we we talk about it because we're Mavs fans and you know we want to see Porzingis involved. It and you know for other fans that are frustrated like it's okay to talk about that. Yeah. It doesn't make you an an idiot, less of a or, fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it's we watch the games, it's something that we see that we notice and so we talk about it because I think I think it's something that should be fixed. I mean, I mean even Carlisle himself yeah, has said he's got to work to get him better shots.
1: You can't tell me you're watching that game and and oh you, yeah, I think everything's great. Yeah. Like, no, you, you recognize okay, they they got to figure this out. Yeah. And yes, Porzingis shot the ball poorly,
0: but he also forced some he, shots because he knows he's not going to get yes, it for another five minutes. There were
1: a few, I know, right off the top of my head, where. He got it and he was and like, he you know what? It. I'm just going to shoot it. Yeah. Because he knew that if he passed it, he wasn't getting it back. Yeah. There was one play where I think it was during JJ's run where JJ just jacked it up and Porzingis was so frustrated. <laughs> Because he kept trying to set a screen, oh yeah, yeah, and then he just he JJ Jack, he just he literally just started running, just back. turned
0: around, and didn't ran even look
1: him. if JJ made it or not, just ran back. He's like, of course, I'm done.
0: That might have been, you know, confidence in JJ shot. No, like I don't no. know, you know,
1: that was JJ's first shot. Like how yeah. confident can you be? It, oh. It's
0: a car. Oh, um, a lot a of, of it motor vehicles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, it was really yeah. loud.
1: Um, <laughs> if you ever played pickup game at a park and you're just running back and forth and you were not touching the ball it gets frustrating it is the most fru- and, Especially and that's what's when you happening see to him. so
0: many well that's we're not going to get into yeah and my, and, and, and <laughs> your experiences yeah. yes
1: <laughs> and i think that's what's happening to porzingis he's getting lost out there on offense because one the guards are really quick to shoot he's never the last pass guy like it happens for every other player. But for some reason, when this, the swing pass needs to be made one more time, it's when never, it's Porzingis, the guy decides yeah. not to do it. And yeah. it's like, dude, just one more pass to Porzingis. But if that's Kleba, all of a sudden, yeah. it's they decide to make the pass. I think that's just chance, the way it's happened. But
0: Yeah, but it's that. And he's also never the role guy. Yes. Um, he never gets a, a play called specifically for him, like a post-up. Mm-hmm. So it's just... You know, it's a lot of things that well, I think it, it's got to be frustrating.
1: Well, yeah, especially when it's never called for you. Like, Carlisle, you can't tell me that Carlisle already knows what his strength and we- strengths and weaknesses are. Five games into the season, never going to run a pick and roll for him anymore because that's just not his strength. How do we know? We haven't even yeah. seen it. I know in practice they've run it or whatever, but for crying out loud – at least give a pick and roll with Luca or pick and pop with Lu- Porzingis. Rarely ever sits a- sets a screen in general in the game. It's usually Maxi or Powell, and he barely ever sets a screen for Luca. And Porzingis, I, yeah, I yeah, and it's just like it happens, yeah, but it's not as frequent as Maxi and Dwight.
0: Well, he does set a lot of picks, but he's never. Involved. He's not, After that. Yeah. Yes. He sets the pick and then it's really just like for something else that's happening. And it
1: creates space. Yeah. It does because you can't leave Porzingis. Yeah. But sometimes the guy does leave Porzingis and yeah, we're still he, he not getting open. the ball yeah. to him.
0: There's just... There's got to be a way to get him involved in mm-hmm. the offense. I think that it would help you... And it's... Again, it's like I'm saying this and they have the number one offense in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's just... I don't know. I... I'd have to imagine that, you know, especially maybe in a game like this where it is tight and Porzingis mm-hmm. is a really good player. He's got to be able to help with that. It's, I mean, again, it's like it's hard to complain when you just won a game. You're 5-2, your offensive. I get all of that. But, but this is happening. And I think it's worth talking about. Well,
1: it's, it's a pattern with Carlisle. Yeah. The same problem happened with Dirk. And it was to the point where in post games, the reporters were asking Dirk about it. Yeah. And Dirk just flat out said like, look, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to demand the ball or anything like that. Yeah. I'd like to have it in my hands, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then they asked Carlisle, he's like, I want a championship (laughs) on this. It's like, no, you didn't. That's how Carlisle talks. You, You want a championship because Dirk. Okay. And because Tyson and the players that are on the court, mostly Dirk. Yes. Um, So, yeah, it's been a problem for a long time. And that four man, the four in Carlisle's offense, can get lost. Yeah. Because Carlisle uses that person as a decoy. Doesn't use them really for offensive purposes. And Porzingis is not Dirk, attitude-wise. Personality-wise. Personality-wise. He's not Dirk. He's 24 years old. He wants to score. He wants to be an all-star, just as much as he wants to win. Yeah. And you got to find a way. You're gonna have to change. I'm sorry. Like you, you, can't go the whole season. I don't even care if you're 20 and six. If Porzingis isn't involved, you might as well as trade him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's also you want to make sure that he's happy. Yes. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to. That's ruin what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You
1: you you want to keep the guy happy because you yeah. want to keep him here, but. The offense that Carlisle runs isn't geared towards him getting shots. It's geared toward him helping Just other people picks, get yeah. shots.
0: One thing I'll say is, so like last year, it took a long time for Carlisle to adjust the offense to where Luca was the main guy. I don't know why it took that long. Maybe it took a while to recognize it and then to figure out how to adjust the offense. I mean, that's probably harder than it sounds, so, you know, we're, like, seven games in. I can understand, okay, give Carlisle time. Maybe it's just going to take time for him to adjust the offense. But hopefully that happens because,
1: yeah, you know. I don't know. It, like I said, it, it's it's a pattern with Carlisle. Yeah. He, he's going to yeah. run his offense. And the, the, the worst part about it, also the best thing, is they're winning. Yeah. And because of that, it's going to be hard for – Anybody to convince him that Porzingis is not happy? Like you, you could visibly see on that play he was not happy, and I, I don't care what anybody says about fans. Don't know what they're talking about. We're watching the game, so we can yeah. see with our own eyes. This doesn't look quite right. I know they won. I know they have a good record. But it's still and worth a good talking about it. Like yes.
0: fans have feelings and mm-hmm. that's okay. And we're just we're gonna talk about it. Like sometimes so. you just need to get it off your chest. But yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm okay with giving Carlisle some time to figure it out. It usually takes him longer than others whatever it happens. Um, thank goodness Luca is a guard because Otherwise, he wouldn't have stood a chance. Because everybody knows, Carlisle's offense. If you're a guard and you're good, six feet and under. Yeah, he can make you look like a god. (laughs) So thank goodness Luca is a guard because that's helped him to really blossom. And and hopefully, he figures it out with Porzingis too. Because I mean, yeah, they are winning, but I just want to make sure that Porzingis is happy and involved. The and and you know, in games when it is a rough game and they are down or they're losing, I would I would. I hope that he would get involved then because he is so good and he could could really help
1: them. It could be that that Carlisle is waiting to a certain game mark, like 10, 15 games into the season before he starts utilizing him in other ways. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Just because of the speed of the game, getting back in shape and, and all that. And you can see Porzingis is struggling with ball control. Like yeah. he, he had the same problem with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. People are getting hit their hands in there, and a part of that is a result of just not playing. Once Probably. you play regularly with those kind of players, you have better ball control because you know when they're going to reach, how they're well, going to reach.
0: Well, and also some of the passes to him is, I know especially tonight, we're, we're not – great passes. And I think that's, again, also just chemistry of where mm-hmm. he needs to catch. Like, where is his pocket? You know, how where does he like to get it? And I think that's part of just everybody figuring yeah. it out too. So
1: another problem I have, um, is Curry and, you know, just for the record, I don't want any other coach than Carlisle, but at the same time, Carlisle really frustrates me with his decision-making out on the court. Only because he's just not a player's coach.
0: Yeah, like, well, everyone, he's a coach's coach. Yeah, that's what everyone and, says. But yeah. that's
1: really frustrating if you're a player. Yeah. Like Curry, he started the game because he didn't come out with 15 points in the first five minutes of the game. Didn't see the court again until the last six seconds or whatever of the game. Yeah, And it's like, look, I understand players sometimes don't start off the right way. And Luka is a prime example of that. But as the the game goes on, he might have come out of it and adjusted, and and maybe got some open shots. But you know, once he decided that that wasn't working, he moved on, and Seth never saw the court again
0: until the end when yeah. he missed. Which when he
1: missed both free throws,
0: the two missed free throws. That's I mean, you got to make those free throws, like regardless of when the last time you played. But at the same time, it's hard to. Not play for 40 minutes Mm -hmm. and then shoot two free throws with, you know, six seconds left in the game. So, yeah, I mean, like uh, what was unexpected is Berea coming in and playing great. Jackson also had a really good, he was a spark plug for a while. I think it just kind of shook up the rotations a little more than. yeah expected but i, I know just, what you mean yeah, yeah like just,
1: and 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 there's times even like uh porzingis and Luca. sometimes they, they've they just been on the bench forever yeah,
0: they'll go out forever yeah
1: and uh they had that one shot of porzingis where he got taken out of the game yeah, and he's he just confused. confused like, like what, what did what? i do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like but yeah. that's just Carlisle. he's just he's gonna you know see who's out there on the court he's gonna check yeah. his his stats his and analytics then, yes <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, let us know what you think about that. I know other people have commented and tweeted about Porzingis being a part of the offense. So I know other people are noticing it. Let us know what you think or what's causing it. Is it a problem? Do you think it's not a problem? I don't know why, but... I mean, it's definitely a problem. It it
1: needs to be resolved. But, you
0: know, let let us share your point of view again on Twitter at Dallas Hoopscast or uh, me on Twitter at underscore Sydney Myers. Um, The last thing I wanted to go into, so Dorian Finney-Smith started in this game, and we've said it before, we're not the biggest fans of Dorian Finney-Smith. Other people, when the starting lineup came out, it was like, what the heck is going on? Why does he keep starting? So I wrote an article, um, it's on DallasHoopsCast.com, because I was like okay, I just don't see it with Finney Smith. I don't think he should be playing at all, but not all, he's not just playing, he's starting games. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to dig in and figure out what the Mavericks see in Dorian Finney Smith. And so in this article, I broke it down um, by defense and offense. The first part I looked at was defense. That's what we're going to talk about here. And then you can read the article to see what I found about his offense. So it turns out that when you dig into the advanced analytics, Dorian Finney-Smith is actually a very good defender, which is hard for me to say because I never I never saw that on the court, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, it's like I'm not a basketball savant or anything, so I just I didn't see it. But like last year, his uh, defensive rating was 108.7, which was in the same range as... Ben Simmons, Clint Capella, Patrick Beverly, Clay Thompson, and Jimmy Butler. So again, like really good defenders. He's right there. Um, last year, opponents' field goal percentage dropped 2.4% when he guarded them, which again was in the same range as Anthony Davis, Serge Ibaka, Clay Thompson, Joel Embiid. Um, he's also a really good rebounder on par with like Kevin Durant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Chris Middleton. So like All of the advanced analytics show that he's actually a very good defender, which Mm -hmm. I just, I never saw that before.
1: Well, it made me think of a a football team's defense that Mm -hmm. uh, is really good, but they don't ever get turnovers. Yeah. So they hold teams to low points and low yardage, but they never get a a turnover. So you never notice really how good they are. And it's like, there's times where DeLon will get a steal or Seth Curry would get a steal. Or are like, man, they're better defenders than yeah. than Dorian because they're actually making plays out there. But Dorian's out there, you don't even notice, but he's actually impacting it, yeah. impacting the game.
0: Yeah. So and like I'm one of those people just that just didn't see it, but he's literally on par with some of the best defenders in the league: Patrick Beverly, Clay Thompson. Anthony Davis, his defensive rating when he's guarding opponents, their field goal percentage drops. He's not Giannis. You know, like Giannis, his differential percentage, so what his, the opponent's field goal percentage drops by how much, that's at um, negative 6.5. So it's just like skyrocketing. But he was offensive player of the year. So I mean, he's not at that level, but he's still a very good defender and a very good rebounder. And one reason is because of his physical tools. So I didn't realize this. He has almost a seven foot wingspan, which means by his height and wingspan, he can reach up nearly nine feet just by standing and raising his arms. So you can imagine in terms of like defending at the rim.
1: I can't even jump up and touch nine feet. It's
0: extremely valuable. And then he, he also has large hands. So his hand length is nine inches. Kawhi Leonard, who has like the most giant hands ever, his hand length is 9.75 inches. So Kawhi Leonard's hands are on, are less than an inch larger, longer than Dorian Finney-Smith's. Yeah.
1: But when you think about that, that's pretty ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. back to Dorian. Here. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, he's got a seven foot wingspan. Um, And if you look at in this article, I also have his stats on like... Um, his lane agility test at the draft combine, his standing reach. He has a higher vertical leap than a standing vertical than Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Danny Green. I mean, he's very long and he's very athletic. And so for that reason, he's able to stay in front of either guards or bigs. He's able to get his hands in passing lanes or just to to swipe the ball away from his defender. And I have clips in, in here of defensive plays, but like I was surprised. I, I was never really impressed by his defense, but when I dug into the numbers and looked at the film, I was like, you know what? He's actually a good defender.
1: The problem is...
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is his offense, and I'm not gonna go into that here because again, it's like it's more analytics, and there's also film here. But he's basically, like you've said, he's a zero on off. He's yeah. he's actually a worse yeah. than a zero on offense. I think
1: we're just gonna have to get used to Dorian starting, and and I actually like the starting lineup, the one they ran tonight. And they did a couple of games earlier with Seth and Dorian out there. I think it's a good mixture of shooting. Offense and, and defense, yeah. yeah. So, well, and,
0: and that's the thing is like, you know, I so my conclusion was like, I get it. He's a good defender, but he is still actually terrible on offense. And I think they're just hoping he can, he one, develop into a legit three D guy. And two, I think Carlisle just has enough faith in the rest of the team offensively that he's okay with what Dorian lacks.
1: One thing I will say about him is that he always seems to get a big offensive rebound when you just needed one. Yeah. And uh, he did one again tonight. He does it all the time. And it's just when you need that offensive rebound, he happens to get it for you. So he, he is a really good offensive rebounder and just rebounder in general probably because of his length and yeah his anticipation I,
0: did. I talked about his rebounding in the article because I watched a lot of film on that when I watched the film I wasn't as impressed by his rebounding when like when you see why he gets a lot of his rebounds and how he gets them which I explain in the article but he 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 is a good rebounder and like you know for whatever reason why he gets it it doesn't matter the fact is He's a good rebounder. And like you said, he gets those Mm -hmm. big rebounds. And actually, so as his shooting is absolutely atrocious and you'll see that, (laughs) but this year he's actually, he made that big shot against the Lakers and he had a big one tonight. tonight. Now, I mean, he's still not good and Mm -hmm. it's a very small sample size, but if he does get better at shooting, which is all they're asking him to do, he could be a valuable player.
1: Derek Harper said as much in the podcast. I'm in the podcast. I was like, uh, in during the game, he, a <laughs> he said, "If if Dorian can hit his shot consistently, they wouldn't be able to take him off the court." Yeah, because his defense and his intangibles, the, the other things that he does. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said, we're just gonna have to get used to it. As far yeah. as defense, he is the best defender on the team. Yeah. Um.
0: And I know I I don't always see it, and even now when I'm watching, I don't see it, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's it's because. He'll be guarding a perimeter player who's just, you know, smaller and quicker than he is. And so a lot of times he does get beat and you see Mm. that and you're like, what the heck? He should, I thought he was locked down, you know, never get past (laughs) the three-point line. But the fact is, even when he gets beat, because he's so long and agile, he can still affect what that player does. Whether it's driving or passing or whatever it is, he can still recover and affect that player and make a play defensively because of his physical tools so it's like yeah when you watch it it doesn't look impressive but when you really dig in and analyze the film it's like you know what he he does do a lot of smart things offensively as long as he doesn't dribble he's okay (laughs) like yeah he you know if he starts dribbling it's like crap that's probably going to be a turnover but as long as he doesn't dribble he's he's okay out there so, anyways, the whole article is on Dallashoopscast.com. You can read it. Um, I dig more into defense. Like I said, there's clips of um defense and games and then offense and just why he's atrocious offensively. So I mean, like we were kind of right halfway because Well, he like I said,
1: is is how much of a negative on offense is he yeah. is, it, is it worth the defense and- well,
0: like so here's like the summary. As good as he is defensively, and the analytics Easy. are like, yeah. he's so good defensively. He has a net a negative net rating. Like, that's how bad he is offensively. That for all of his defense, he's still mm-hmm. a negative. So, anyway, you can read the full article, and it goes into offense and all of that. It's on DallasHoopsCast.com. I think that's it. I mean, it was an ugly win, but, you know. Yeah. It's a it's One a thing I,
1: I wanted to... Uh if you get a chance to see that Porzingis behind the back pass, for some oh, reason, yeah. it didn't get didn't a really lot of love. About,
0: yeah, I think Ben was the only it, one that noticed yeah. it. <laughs> it was
1: just like, oh, cool. But it's one of the best passes of the season. And, he got the ball midair, and swung just, it behind his back to to Powell. It was a beautiful pass. I, if that were LeBron James, everybody be would be losing their minds yes, right and, now. And, it's like they didn't even notice it happened well, during the I game. Well, I guess because it
0: was so quick. But yeah. another reason why I liked it is because he hadn't... You know, we just talked about how he's not really a large part of the yeah. part of the offense. I didn't know he had
1: that in his game. Well,
0: it was such an unselfish play mm-hmm. is why it stood out to me. Like, you know, considering kind of the struggles he's had offensively. To make that kind of a pass, yeah. I, I liked seeing that. So, anyways... Um, that's it. When's their next game?
1: Friday, Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. You
0: know, so um,
1: it'd be a nice game. Yeah. To get him involved in that one. Yeah. Um,
0: Dennis Smith Jr. will not be playing in that game. Yeah. But hopefully His, the game that the game that they go to New York that's November thirteenth or fourteenth. Yeah,
1: like a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, we have that on their on our list, or you have that on your list of the top five most important games this month. That's also on DallasHoopsCast.com. So plug nice your face yeah. it was smooth I'm smooth um yeah so that's on the list of the most important games because obviously and that would be a fun game to get Porzingis just like 30 shots and yeah just let just,
1: him at least just make him happy yeah you know, you w- know one of these games because nice you to go know for he 40, wants to yeah. have a
0: big game in but that game
1: at the same time you know he's he's not gonna really make it about him
0: no um
1: but he is a, a young person like that he's still a kid yeah. it's weird to say that because he looks like a a grown man they seven three out there but he's just a kid he's
0: 24 yeah. um anything else you want to yeah about? i
1: just you know um it's good to win
0: mm-hmm.
1: try to enjoy the fact that we have a winning record well,
0: five and two
1: try to enjoy the fact that we have the next best player in the league mvp in Luka. Future MVP of the league. We in the playoffs. Let's try to enjoy those things and just hope that Carlisle will figure all this out and they'll be so much more dominant than uh, what they can be now. Yeah. Those are my final thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. Uh, game ball, member. You want yes. to do a game ball?
1: Well, I know we said, okay, we can't give it to Porzingis or Luca.
0: Well, because we assumed Porzingis would be dominating and getting 30 points a night.
1: Game ball goes to J.J.
0: There you go. J.J. There you go. Yep.
1: That's Berea if you didn't know.
0: There are two J.J.'s <laughs> with Justin Jackson. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's definitely J.J. Berea tonight. First game playing of the season and uh, helped them come back from a 10-point deficit. Three straight threes. So J.J. gets game ball tonight.
0: Uh, my game ball goes to um, Seth Curry. For the I,
1: six minutes and then the two missed free throws. It was
0: seven minutes. And also, I appreciated the two missed free throws because it made the end more exciting. And I think he has a knack for showmanship. Okay. So um, let us know who your game ball goes to. Tweet us on Twitter at Dallas Hoopscast or me at underscore Sydney Myers or um, martin is seriously considered considering joining twitter maybe by the time you join twitter people won't even be on twitter anymore (laughs) they'll be on on something something else else and and marty will be like i joined twitter um anyways yeah uh send us a message on twitter uh listen to new episodes read this article on dorian finney smith and other exclusive articles on dallashoopscast.com if you're not already subscribed to the to the podcast Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else. Leave a rating or review if you like it. I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. We really are listening. We really do appreciate it. I'm gonna go to bed now. It's late. We'll see you guys later. Bye.